Welcome to Bible Studies for Life, adult podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, and Chris Johnson is my co-host. And Chris, hey, good to be with you again. Great to see you, Lynn. Hope you're doing well. We are doing very well. And joining Chris and I today is Brandon Hiltabidel. Um, Brandon, and I'm uh, Brandon. Glad you're on the uh, program with us today. Um, but to I'm going to back t- with you guys. And I know recent days we have changed your title. Uh, your director of uh, adult yeah, I'm, ministry now adult, adult ministry, ministry. Now. formerly you. groups ministry right no adult ministry so yeah we're adult ministry so uh, brandon oversees what chris and i do in what we call ongoing curriculum with bible studies for life explore the bible uh, gospel project but he's also over our short-term studies our uh, customized curriculum uh, brandon has his hands in a lot of different pots so uh, and brandon does a wonderful job with us so thanks brandon and thanks for taking the time to be with us this morning Yes, looking forward to it. So we're in the middle of a study um, on how to share Christ. And uh, I hope it's been helpful to those of you who are listening to this. Uh, I hope that we can, uh, by example, show that this needs to become just um, a natural conversational thing that we do uh, is look for opportunities to share Christ. And uh, the, the, we're in a session where we're going to be talking about um, specifically uh, an experience in the life of Paul where he models for us the way to do that. So we have some great questions in this session. And one of those is what are some topics that you're always ready to talk about? Uh, you all both know people who are always ready to talk about sports, their favorite team, <laughs> music, uh, politics, are, anything come to mind for you guys that just is a, Top of mind, easy to talk about conversation piece for you. The NBA is one for me, but I would say the more unique one is uh, fantasy fiction. If if any lost people out there ever need to start a conversation about uh, fantasy fiction literature, I am unfortunately very ready to have that discussion. <laughs> so now you're a, on the basketball side. You a Heat fan? I'm a Miami Heat fan. Lived there for ten years. Enjoyed. This last season, unexpectedly to the finals, but yeah. Good, good. That's interesting. Fantasy fiction. All it's right. not great. It's it could get it gets real nerdy real fast. So you tell us yours, Lynn. <laughs> you got one, Lynn? I, I, I don't know. I know just living in, in church life so much, it's easy to jump into a conversation about things in the church. Uh, and, and the nerdy side of me, Brandon, you know, you want to talk about the Bible, talk about theology. That's easy to jump into. So uh, uh, it's just second nature for me. So, so when I when I looked at that question, it caught it triggered something for me. Fourth grade, Miss Bischoff's class. Uh, she she had horses and loved horses. And we as fourth graders understood that if we could get her talking about horses, we wouldn't have to do anything the rest of the day. <laughs> That's funny. That's right. So uh, did you have to repeat the fourth grade because of that? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Right. I missed some the things. Tests, I got to tell you. The but. tests were also very horse heavy. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you go. All right. So, all right. So as we talk about this idea of just having conversations, you know, things we jump on, the point we're driving to as we talk about this in our groups is that our daily conversations are opportunities to share Christ. Now, let's, well, we, we're going to ponder that as we go through this, just, 
just as you're in the middle of a conversation, opportunities are going to pop up to share Jesus. And so Chris had alluded to, we're going to be looking at the life of Paul in one incident in his life when he was in Athens. So in your groups, you're going to be in Acts 17 for this study. And I just want to be reading in verse 16. I'm just going to read a short, uh, short section here. And then Brandon, Chris, I'm going to uh, be quiet and let you guys talk. <laughs> but, but, but it says here, while Paul was waiting for them, waiting for his team, he was waiting in Athens. He was deeply distressed by what he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with those who worshiped God, as well as in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. So, man, I, I wrote down to highlight a couple things in this first division, but the most obvious place I thought to start was uh, in verse 17. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and those who worship God, as well as in the marketplace every day with right. those who happen to be there. Such it's such casual matter of fact language that tells us Paul was showing up. You know sure. what I mean? Right. Conversations with I, what I wrote down is conversations uh, with people who need Christ don't happen for those of us who are never where the people who need Christ are. Wow. He was, he was showing up every day. And a lot of people listen to this podcast right now probably have jobs that, that have you around people who need Christ regularly. If that's the case, then, then that's a filter to just have over your life as you're, as you're working under the Lord there. But for like, I know the three of us on this podcast, we work for a Christian publisher and most of the people we work with <laughs> at least yeah. have a relationship with God through Christ. <laughs> so it's, it's a, you know, it, it leads us to the question of where are we showing up where these conversations could even happen for years. For me, it was at the gym. I don't know. I don't know where it's been for you guys. When I hurt myself right before the pandemic, I was going to literally, it was a conversation I had with the Lord. Where am I going to go to have, to have conversations with lost people? And I was about to join a table tennis club when the pandemic shut it down. But I think that's an important thing to, to highlight here is that he was putting himself in the position for it to happen in the first place. Sure. You know, and you could also you know, anytime join a, I don't know, a fantasy fixing book club, you know, just. You know, <laughs> I've talked about it with my wife, but my wife says the kind of people I would meet there. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. so I always found it ironic that uh, Paul uh, understood that his call was to take the message to the Gentiles in every city he went to in, in the book of Acts, the first place he goes is the synagogue. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you see that pattern. So he's in the temple. He's talking, he's talking in the synagogue to, to Jews, because I think that a part of that is these are people uh, low hanging fruit. We can, I can get, I can get them to have a conversation about, about God, the creator, uh, God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, mm -hmm. who is uh, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus, and can transition that conversation. But he always started there, so he he always had a heart for the Jewish people. But then, in this instance, we're told that he also would go and and connect with people uh, in the marketplace, um, and 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 make those connections. So, Brandon, I appreciate you you reminding us. Um, and most of the people who listen to this are believers and probably hang out with mostly believers. And we need yeah. to find ways to, to connect with people who are not believers so that we have an opportunity to share our faith. That's a good reminder to us. Yeah. And Chris, I, there's a great question in the adult personal study guide. It's, it's labeled question two. It's when have you looked at your community 
and been deeply distressed. Now, every one of us in our groups across this country, we're going to respond to that question differently. Uh, and Chris, we're, put, we're pulling off the idea that here's Paul in Athens. He's seeing the idols and all that. He's deeply distressed. But what I want to capture is that's a good question to talk about, but don't stop there because Paul didn't just bemoan what he, the state of things he saw. He saw it, I think, as an opportunity. And we're going to see that as, as we get into the next section. But, no, but Paul, Paul just said, well, here's the problems. He saw that as a way, okay, how can I use that as a stepping stone to the gospel? So before we make that transition, um, Dr. John Pawhill is a um, commentary writer for um, the New American Commentary acts the commentary on acts right and uh it has been widely acclaimed um but he in his commentary he makes the distinction and says the word for deeply distressed there he is he is actually infuriated sure is 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 the actual uh best translation of that word so he sees all of these idols in the marketplace and it just it drives him crazy. He can't believe it. He's uh, angered that this is the this is the uh, response of the culture uh, to what it means to seek God. Yeah, and that happens today too. I mean, social media, Chris. They have this thing called Facebook now. And <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so, but people get on there and they express their infuriation. Uh, how infuriated with things in the culture? They bemoan this or that. But that's all they do. Yeah. And what I see here with Paul is, yeah, he is infuriated, but he's still going to go in the, uh, the marketplace. And as we're going to see, he doesn't slam them right away about you idiots. What in the world are you thinking? He doesn't do that. He uses it as an opportunity. He engages the, 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 the culture. Right. I want to point out one more thing before we move to the next section. It says in verse 18, simply that, he was telling the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. And uh, man, I feel like you think about Paul in Athens and you read language like some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, it can really put you and it put, can put me in an apologetic sort of mindset. Sure. And I love apologetics. I've studied apologetics. Um, but most people, uh, though they are true, probably don't want your syllogisms on the the existence of God or whatever it might be, your rational explanation for how God could speak to humans through the Bible as much as they want to know, as they want to know God, they want to know the God of the Bible. They might find it helpful, but that's not going to be what saves them. You know, it's the, the, I think it's other Paul language. It's the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And that's what he, you know, they thought he was a know-it-all uh, <laughs> arrogant arrogant know-it-all but what he came to them with what he came to them with was christ crucified so you know, that's, that's something it. that i needed to point out to my heart as i as i read this section the so good news can, about jesus and the resurrection that's just tell just tell people how jesus changed your life you don't have to you don't yeah. have to start by learning everything about epicurean and and stoic philosophy you know right right so i i don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time on epicureans and stoics but uh, I'm glad you mentioned them because it's really interesting to me. Um, those two philosophies are universal even today. So it's not like it was, that was something that was going on back then. There's, there's that whole feeling experience right. group of people. And then there's that people who say, 
oh, it's all about knowledge and knowing. And I believe in science <laughs> that, uh, that that's still in our culture today. Right. Yeah. And it may be expressed differently, but you're right, Chris, you go deep down. It's, it's uh, they're Epicureans and they're Stoics in, in uh, this year. All right. So let's, I want us to press this on and go to uh, we're gonna, verses 22 and 23. And where this is where we see Paul is going to use this common ground for introducing the gospel, which is going to lead us to think, how can we find that common ground? Okay. This is what it says. Verse 22, Paul stood in the middle of the Areopagus and said, people of Athens, I see that you are extremely religious in every respect for I was passing through and observing the objects of your worship. I even found an altar which was inscribed to an unknown God. Now, this is the great tag he puts on this. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I will proclaim to you. Yeah. That's powerful. (laughs) I, I would start, uh, I would start thinking about this in verse 22. Um, I see that you are extremely religious in every respect what I, what I liked the most, I think, that the writer of the session pointed out uh, on page 114 of the personal study guide uh, was that we should never approach the conversations. We're trying to have these daily conversations that point to Jesus. We should never approach these conversations with an air of superiority. And that's not to, that's not to imply that what we have is not superior, because it is. We have the most glorious news in the world but we should trust the Holy spirit to make the superiority of Christ obvious, not necessarily our demeanor about it. It, You know, it just reminded me of uh, I went to church years ago with a woman who converted to Christianity as a Muslim Hmm. living in uh, a Muslim country. And the way she described it was she just saw it like Immediately, like moment one, God opened her eyes to the beauty of Christ the first time she encountered him. And she couldn't believe that all other Muslims didn't want Christ. So I, I just thought it was great that the, that the writer pointed out in the Paul model that you can be cordial about people's beliefs, knowing that what we have is the pearl of great price. If the Holy Spirit, uh, through the sharing of the good news, can help the people that we're having these conversations with see it. Right. So I think one of the other statements that she made was that um, even we cannot approach it from a perspective of superiority, but at the same time, we can't, we can't approach it as if all religions are equal. Sure. Uh, And there are all of these paths to God that they're all the same. I mean, we, we really do have to point out the distinctiveness and, and Paul actually does that. um, But that's a good reminder as well to balance that. Don't, don't, go in with an air of supremacy arrogant but also don't don't feel it don't don't play to the crowd to the point that you're saying oh we're all the same absolutely and i don't want to rush us on to section three but he definitely makes it really clear in section three (laughs) yes so so the fact that he acknowledges that i see that you're all are religious reminded me of um um a resource that I was introduced to uh, a little over 20 years ago called Share Jesus Without Fear, and it's still available. And mm-hmm. um, Bill Fay takes okay. the approach that you uh, he has five questions that he asks people uh, to, to ask uh, to start these kind of conversa- spiritual conversations. And one of the things that he asks people to do right out of the gate is to ask people, do you have any spiritual beliefs? And then just to listen to them. And uh, he said, he said 
then and I think now people are very open to talking about what they believe, what their spiritual beliefs are. And what he encouraged uh, us to do in training was, okay, you just listen, nod your head. mm -hmm, and You let them talk. Let them talk about what their spiritual beliefs are, and then you can ask some other questions uh, to turn the conversation to talking about Jesus. But don't be afraid to ask people what their spiritual beliefs are. They'll tell you. Yeah, we're too busy wanting to talk ourselves instead of listen, and I think that's critical. I'm so glad you brought that resource up. That Share Jesus Without Fear was a a book, one of the most influential books in my wife's life. She's she's. (laughs) way better at this than me. She's very naturally evangelistic and will, she'll talk to anybody anywhere about Jesus. But she picked up that book when she was like 22 and has never stopped talking about it. <laughs> That's awesome. It is a great resource. I, I use it. That's the, uh, the approach that he takes in sharing the gospel. When I'm talking to somebody, uh, I, I try to get them uh, and uh, most time people are very willing to uh, open the Bible and read it out loud. And then you ask them, what does that say? And, and, and you just kind of walk them through a process. It's really phenomenal. But those, his five questions are fabulous. Uh, the last one, let me just say it so that, so that uh, way I can get it out on the table is, so if what you say you believe were not true, would you want to know? <laughs> uh, yeah. There what a great go. question. <laughs> <laughs> and if they say no, then your, your conversation over, you know, but if they say yes, the, the Holy Spirit has opened a door for you. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think we, we've talked about this idea of finding that common ground. And I think it's easy to find it if you choose to listen. But then what we're going to see is Paul did. He found that common ground about this unknown God. But then he took that and transitioned, crossed the bridge to talk about the gospel. So you come down to verse 30, Paul's saying, uh, therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God now commands all people everywhere to repent. Nothing subtle there because, (laughs) because he has said a day when he is going to judge the world in righteousness by the man he has appointed. He has provided proof of this to everyone by, here it comes, by raising him from the dead. The, the fact that you just finish off that last session with the question, if, uh, if what you believed wasn't true, would you want to know? I think dovetails really well into, into verse 30. God now commands people everywhere to repent. And it just reading that, especially on the hills of, of, of thinking about the tension between not being superior, but being right being gloriously right uh, just reminded me that calling someone to repent isn't mean. And that's something I would want our listeners and the people that using this resource to remember, like calling someone to repent isn't mean. It's the most loving thing you can do. It's just acknowledging the truth that yes. acknowledging our sinfulness and accepting on the other side of it, everything amazing that ever matters. That's what Paul's asking these people to do. Do you want everything that every, ever, every amazing good thing that ever matters coming down from the father of lights? Do you want that? (laughs) And so it's like, it's incomparably loving to call someone to repentance and trust in Jesus. And I, you you know, I, I think the fifth question, I don't, I'd have to, I think the, the fifth question uh, in this session 
Somebody want to read that? Got it. I got how, it. And because I wanted to talk about it. The question is, how would you address the topics of judgment and repentance with someone you love? And so that takes it from that harsh perspective yes. to a yeah. so from a relational perspective if you if it's your brother it's, it's your sister-in-law if it's your nephew uh, how would you address those issues because it's someone that you love and you want to see them come to faith in christ yeah and i think that's a great thing for, uh, for in our groups for us to talk about because uh, chris you may have had an experience with that you share how you did it that would really help me so i think we can learn from each other and how do we do that compassionately but it's almost the concept of it, uh, the concept itself, the question itself is an answer. Like you could just say to somebody, like, I mean this to be loving because of, because of how important it is and how beautiful life in Jesus is. You know, it's not unloving to ask a, a dead body to acknowledge it's dead and to turn from <laughs> dead to be alive again. That's right. That's not meanness. That's a miracle. But, and, and that's what Paul was doing. And that's what we do when we have these daily conversations. So my wife is like your wife. She does these things well. And so she has these conversations with relatives and, and she'll say to them, uh, you know, I need, I'm, I need to have this conversation with you because I love you so much and I'm sure. concerned about you. Uh, and, and that that's kind of the lead in. And, you know, she has worked hard at the relationship side and they know that they know that faith's important to her and they know that they that she loves them and and they will listen when she has things to say about judgment and repentance. Yeah. Well, let me ask you uh, in your in your group. Be sure that you leave time to talk about, okay, what do we do with this study? Uh, in your book, whatever book you're using, you have a section called Live It Out. Spend some time with that. If, even if your class, the group time, you run out of time, on your own, look at that Live It Out and say, okay, what am I going to do with this truth? To open my heart, to open my eyes, to open my mouth, and to share Christ. There are some great ideas there for us to practically put this into practice. So let me let me close this out by again referring to my uh, my Greek professor in seminary, Dr. John Paul Hill, who said uh, a lot of times people feel like we we don't have a lot of examples of Paul's sermons, and he counters by saying no, in in the in his proclamation at Athens, we have the prime example of what Paul probably did everywhere he went mm. uh, as he shared the gospel uh, to, with with people and and that uh, he lifts it up as a as that as that prime example of a sermon from Paul that he, that was what he did everywhere he went. So just wanted to toss that out there and give the tip of the hat to John Paul Hill. Hey, listen, I want to thank you, uh, Lynn and Brandon, for taking a few minutes to talk. Obviously, you guys uh, love this topic and have a lot to say. So it's a natural conversation for us to have. And Brandon, I just appreciate the fact that you led off with this by saying how how can we look for those opportunities uh, to share Christ? And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, uh, many of you are in the workplace all the time and you have we are envious of you that you bump up against and rub shoulders with people every day um, who, who need to hear this good news and uh, want you to take advantage of it. And again, those of us um, who, uh, who are um, uh, pastors, uh, leaders work at Lifeway, um, we, this really challenges us, right? Brandon, you've really challenged us to, 
to be intentional about being in our neighborhood, being in uh, places where we go, where we can connect with unbelievers and we can actually play, put this into practice uh, as a natural part of our lives. So thanks for listening to our podcast today and hope this is a challenge for you. Hope that you're encouraged to see the need for this and that I hope that there'll be a really robust conversation in your groups this week as you look at uh, Paul's encounter with the people in uh, Athens as an example of how to share our faith. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I think uh, Lynn has something to say, and I think Brandon maybe has a teaching tip for us. No, I've got it all today, Chris. Oh, you've but, got it all. Hey, my tip today is for everybody. So if you're if you're just a uh, if you're just a regular class member, don't check out just yet because here we've been talking about sharing Christ. And let me remind you, one of the the simplest things we can do uh, to, in that process of introducing some, someone to Jesus. Invite them to come into your Bible study group, whether you meet on Sunday morning, you're meeting at uh, uh, Tuesday mornings at Panera Bread, wherever you meet, invite someone to come with you. Uh, it's in there. They will sit in that Bible study group. And in, in the process, they're being exposed to other Christians. Uh, they're not just you, but other believers. They're being exposed to God's word. And in that process, they're going to discover the Christ behind of the scriptures. So that's a great way. But let me sh- let me give you a really easy way to introduce someone to your group. People have a hard time jumping into a group that's already going on. But you can kind of look at your group as, hey, every six weeks in Bible studies for life, we sort of start over because we have these six-week studies. Well, next week, we're going to be wrapping up this study on how to share Christ. Then the following Sunday, if, if you're assuming you're continuing with Bible studies for life through the summer, we're going to be in a study called the Church God desires. So one way you can introduce and say, hey, we're starting this new study. Why don't you come join me for this? We have a promotional video. It's, it's, it's a whopping 60 seconds long. It's just one minute, but it's there for you to show, to, to distribute to, to your friends, to maybe a coworker. Say, hey, this is what we're going to be studying. Why don't you come? This video is free. Uh, let me just tell you where you can find it. Go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash adult extra. And when you, you'll see over there on the side, or, or as you click on any one of the sessions uh, for this particular session, uh, this study, uh, How to Share Christ, uh, or you'll see one for uh, the church God desires. You'll see a button that says promotional video. You can just grab that. You can send it in an email to, to uh, your friends, acquaintances, uh, that, that pesky neighbor. Uh, you could share the video. You can put it on a Facebook page. Uh, you have your personal page. You're free to disseminate that video however you want to. Uh, but it's a great way to, you know, to invite people to come to your group so they can learn who Jesus is. So Thanks. that's for all of us. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate that. Brandon, you get the last word, man. Uh, the last word is I'm, I really enjoy uh having these conversations with you guys, I would just say uh, thanks for having me and leaders. Thank you for doing uh, the most important work in the world. That's right. Yeah. All right. We appreciate that. Thanks again for listening to uh, this podcast. And we hope that you'll plan on being with us next week as we've conclude this uh, unit on how to share Christ. 